journey. It's time to talk with Liz and Peter. You woke up extra early this morning. It was 5 a.m. It wasn't that early. Yeah, but then I, what is it now, 7.30? Yeah. Goddamn. Why is it so early? It's not early. This is. 4.30 is like early to me. I've also been getting in bed at like 7.30 because life is hard and I'm tired all the time. Yeah, well, that was actually a really good transition into the topic for today, which is how each of us deals with stress. So since you are the most stressful bae, would you like to begin? Sure. Yeah, I've been really anxious and really stressed. It feels like caught in my chest, caught in my stomach, just ruminating in my mind, can't quite relax, like spontaneous crying, that kind of stress level, catastrophic thoughts where I feel like a failure, that type of thing, or like I'm gonna fail in what I'm endeavoring to do. That is the paralyzing feeling. So the way I manage stress is honestly, I feel it and I'm trying, I know that emotions can't be like pushed down really. They have to be experienced. So I'm trying to just experience it and truly accept it. Last night I was sitting in my extreme physical and psychological discomfort and I was trying to just say, you know, this is where I'm at right now. Let me sit with this person who loves me, who keeps trying to comfort me with touches on the hand and saying a nice thing. Every 20 minutes he'd say something really kind to me and I would cry because I felt so supported. Let me tell you, if you've never seen someone get a compliment about how their butt looks and then just immediately burst into tears, You ain't living, Jack. (laughs) So yeah, I would just like cry because I was feeling so hard on myself and to hear someone just keep saying, I love you, you're the best, just made me feel not alone. So truly, I was trying to just experience my emotion, accept it, receive love as it came, and remember that this is just what I'm feeling in the moment and it's not going to last forever. I know tomorrow morning I'm going to wake up and feel better. So let me just do what I'm capable of tonight, which last night it was literally just watching Netflix with Peter and then going to bed early around 7 30 or 8 and watching Netflix on my phone and zoning out that was all I was capable of even though I had a lot to do my body was depleted my mind was depleted and then this morning I woke up and got some reading done and chipped away at the things that were bothering me I know that paralyzing feelings won't last forever so I try to experience them if I can accept them I accept them then I wait for it to pass and I'm in the next phase where I want to mobilize and do something about the things that are stressing me out like I want to take action now But putting pressure on myself last night to take action while I was paralyzed would have been counterproductive for me because I don't know why I can't act when I'm in that complete paralysis of fear and pain (laughs) and anxiety. So that's kind of where I'm at. I feel mobilized. Mobilized. Organized. Jazzercised. So how do you manage stress? I try not to. Try to avoid it. Do you really? Yeah, I don't like feeling feelings unless they're feelings I want to be feeling. Sometimes I really like sad movies and I like being sad and I like crying. And so I listen to sad music and look at sad stories and watch sad movies and then I'm like... And then I wallow in it and it feels nice and I don't necessarily have to think about my own problems. But when I do have my own issues, I also try to not think about what I'm feeling, why I'm feeling or anything like that. And then just immediately go into fixing whatever's causing the issue. Because then I won't have to think about the feelings anymore. Man, I wish toxic masculinity worked. So that was a joke. That's the way I used to do with things. Now I have, I feel feelings and I sit in them and then I think about them and then I process them and then... Do you really sit in them? Yeah, fuck's sake. What is that experience like for you? Sucks. 
it sucks. I just want to react and lash out and act and because you know whatever's causing the feeling, there's there's a root for it, right? There was a, a catalyst. There was like an action or something existing, right? Well, change that. Change it. Whatever it is. Like if there's something making you mad, change it. If there's something making you sad, change it. There's always an action that you can take to change whatever's causing the feeling or influence it. And so, yeah, I mean, I still find myself falling into a pattern of, all right, you took in some information, now let's act on it, you know, or react on it. And nowadays it's more like, all right, you're taking in lots of information. <sighs> Chill out. Recognize that you're taking in information. Process that information. Make a decision on what you think would be the best way to actually act on this situation. So it's a lot slower now. What I heard you say was, I'm taking in information. What is that information? Are you ever like, what does this information make me feel? Yeah. What is the information that's coming in? And then the whole sitting in and processing it, that means doing all of that work. All of the, how is it making me feel? Why am I feeling that way? Is it related to other things that make me feel this way? Huh. And then the huh is more of just like a sit and just like experience it for a little while. Because your first inclination or your first reading of whatever's coming in or the first information that's coming in may not always be good. And so you gotta give it a little time. I love that you talk about doing this because in therapy we learn about primary emotions and secondary emotions. The primary emotions are things like fear, hurt, shame, sadness, and usually when we take in information that's problematic for us, that's troubling for us, it strikes one of those things, but those suck to feel, like those are really painful. So most people will push down those feelings and jump to a secondary emotion, which is like anger, irritability, frustration, lashing out, just being really pissed off. Those feelings are more mobilizing and easier to feel because they involve blaming someone else. You don't have to look as inward at what's going on. And so you experience those secondary emotions and usually, okay, what's the problem? I'm mad about it. Like, let me fix it. Let me move on. But slowing down the process allows you to address those primary emotions that are there regardless. What is this information making me feel? Am I feeling sad right now? Is that why I'm getting so frustrated? Or am I feeling ashamed of something? Is that why I'm getting angry? Did someone really hurt me? Is that why I'm lashing out at them? And when we slow down the process and allow ourselves to at least acknowledge and accept the primary emotion of what's going on, then maybe we can mobilize in a way that's more constructive. Like you said, Peter, let me address the root of it rather than then let me go yell at this person or let me shove my feelings down and go play video games or oh, something classic like, classic that's a good one I love yeah that. but i mean it's true once you've addressed the primary emotion you can kind of be like oh this person really hurt my feelings another time i felt this way was when i was 15 when my feelings got hurt i must be really upset right now okay this sucks but i'm gonna acknowledge that i'm upset and then what can i do to address it do i address it with the other person do i address it by just sitting in this and waiting until it passes. I just feel, feel like by getting to the process of it, the next time you feel that way, it's easier to address it constructively as well. If we just always push it down and jump to our secondary emotions and lash out at people, we just create this cycle of when I feel hurt or upset or sad or distressed or lonely, I lash out rather than recognizing what's going on inside of us, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's why it's called doing work, right? You know, you gotta put in some effort to have all of this makes sense to, you know, we use the word process a lot, but to process everything and to, to get real meaning out of it. Yeah. The first inclination is to just react. And I imagine that for humans as a species, for a long time, just reacting kept us a lot. Yeah. But now we're 
at a point where maybe we don't necessarily have as many existential threats that would cause us to benefit from having a purely reactionary style. Yeah, it's more like psychological threats. Yeah. And I think when their threats are more psychological, it also benefits us to communicate with the source of those. I don't know. Going through these processes inside is hard enough, but when you have to like start sharing with your partner what you're experiencing, it gets even harder. What's your level of comfort of sharing that process with another person? I'd rather not. <laughs> but it's but it's necessary. I, again, it's the the work aspect of it, the sitting in the discomfort, and the recognizing and the processing and the making a judgment call on it and then taking action all that. That is work. It's exhausting. It takes time, it takes energy, it takes mental effort, it, all of it. And I wish that everything would just be cool. I want to be cool. Doesn't the world want to be cool? I feel like the universe doesn't want to be cool right now. Why does the universe want to be cool? See, it's funny. We expect external physical threats to occur. We don't expect life to go on without things happening, people getting sick, problems. But when it comes to psychological threats, we expect we just want to be cool all the time. We just want to feel the good emotions, but that's not the way it works. It's like anything else in life. Things are going to stress us. It's part of the process. We can't be cool sometimes unless the opposite is occurring at other times. How would we know to appreciate the moments when everything is good unless we also have moments of distress? One highlights the other and makes it more beautiful. Like, I'm distressed right now, but I know in the future I'm going to have another really good day. You know, or I'm having a good day right now. Wow, I remember when I was distressed two weeks ago. That makes this really good day even sweeter. This is beautiful. I can really appreciate this, you know? Mm -hmm. But I think one thing you, you said when, you, when I asked what's your level of comfort of sharing your internal process with another person, you said, you know, you really don't want to do it. And that made me wonder, like, it's hard enough being that vulnerable with ourselves. Is it that much harder to be vulnerable in that way with another person to share those really painful parts? Once you get past the binary of, am I working on this or am I not? Am I giving all of this a real try or am I not? The difference between whether it's being shared just with you or with another person doesn't really matter to me. Because the overwhelming thing is... I just have this feeling most of the time when I'm dealing with stuff like this of, I don't want to deal with this. Why am I having to deal with this right now? God, this is bullshit. Fuck, I shouldn't have to deal with this. And then I gotta go deal with it. And so whether or not there's another person there, it's, I'm still having to deal with it. So I love that you said that because if I use last night as an example, I really, I mean... Tell me if this wasn't your experience, but I really kind of led you down last night where exactly I was the whole evening. Like you knew kind of my level of distress and why, but by letting you in, you were able to comfort me so that I was less alone in it. Even though it sucked to be doing it on my own, by sharing some of that, rather than trying to put the burden on you because I didn't want you to be responsible for my feelings, I just said, I opened the window into what was going on inside of me and you were able to put your hand on me and say, you're a really strong person. I love you. You're my best friend. And those words made my, my inner experience easier. So I think that's why sharing can be helpful sometimes because someone else can comfort us and make it easier. Yeah, I also want to point out that you are a lot more inclined to want to be with people sharing these types of things with people, that whole sort of thing. I am more inclined to f not do that. That makes sense. And I'm learning in class right now about how some of us are literally wired that way, wired to want to pursue others in those moments of vulnerability. And other people are literally wired to withdraw from others in those moments of vulnerability, kind of go more into themselves. I guess what I'm about to ask is, 
in those moments where you have reached out to me or another person when you're feeling vulnerable like has it been helpful to you or does it feel uncomfortable i mean it's both right it can be helpful and it can be feel uncomfortable those things aren't you know mutually exclusive phenomenon yeah a lot of the times when it helps the most are the most uncomfortable that makes sense so again once the work has been started it doesn't really matter if there's another person there or not it's just like <sighs> I'm having to do this in the first place. Fuck. Don't want to. Can I just be a human being where all the parts are in there, the machine was put together, every now and then I put oil in. See, and as my partner, as your partner, I see you in those moments and all I want to do is support you. I want to be like part of your process and like be like, I am here and I love you and what's going on? I just wanna lean in and I guess if it's more helpful for you to do the internal stuff more on your own, as long as you know I'm there, that's all that matters. That you know you don't have to be alone in it. Well, you know who I talk to about these things? I can tell by the face you just made that you know. It's our cat. I talked to I Mr. Rihanna the and cats feel safer sometimes to to be with because they're not a human who can respond. It's more vulnerable to go to another person. Well, yeah, and also they're like, more unpredictable. Most humans aren't gonna jump up on my chest and fall asleep crying. So I could do that. <laughs> you have done that. <laughs> I guess what I'm saying is we do what habitually has felt comfortable and safe for us, and I think it's been safer for you to like turn to your pets or not share those things. But just know that I am here and I'm strong enough for when you're feeling vulnerable or sad. I'm strong enough to be there for you and not be weighed down by it. Just like last night, I was sad and vulnerable and you were there for me without being too weighed down by it, you know? It didn't drain from you to just tell me you love me and that I'm a good person, but it meant everything to me in that moment. I think it's okay that everyone has their natural ways of coping, as long as you know that the people that care for you are there. 